What's up, guys? This is Travis with the Kavod Leadership Podcast. This is episode number two. Um, last week, episode number one, we basically just hit the basics. We went what we dove into the word Kavod, what it means, and a brief overview. It means to give honor and glory to one worthy. And then Jeff and I spend the rest of the time just kind of dabbling into the word leadership. Um, I served in the Coast Guard for six years, so I gave some good examples of. I gave some examples of good leadership, shared some bad leadership that I saw and experienced, just some lessons I learned from it, different perspectives. Jeff shared some insight on that as well. We dove into some of the different styles of leadership, some of the different qualities of a leader, just a brief overview of leadership, what it looks like. We defined it, what it doesn't look like, and kind of just a, a general idea of where we're going with this podcast. We're going to dive back and forth between leadership and Kavod with the ultimate picture of unpacking the word Kavod, learning what it means, learning how to live by it, how to live with it, and how to lead with it, how to have how to better our leadership through Kavod and with Kavod. Um, for those of you who know me, this isn't probably a surprise. For those of you who don't know me, I own Kavod Fitness, um, and Kavod to me, to give honor and glory to one worthy, we're speaking about Jesus through and through. Um, we've had so many people over the years since we've opened the gym, you know, text us, email us, tell us in person, there's something different about this gym. There's something that feels homey. You guys are welcoming. You guys are loving. You guys just meet us where we are. It just it just feels different walking in here. We've heard it so many times throughout the throughout the years, and with some people who I'm close with, or just has as the opportunity has presented itself, I have shared why we are different and why people feel that way. But now I'm going to do it on a bigger spectrum. So the reason why you guys feel that way is Kavod is Jesus. Jesus is interchangeable with Kavod. We, how we lead the gym, the principles that we set the gym up on are Jesus' principles, are his love, his thought process, his kind of guidance through the Bible is how we lead it, how, we, how we've designed the culture there. So the very thing that you guys are interested and love being a part of, if you guys are there, is Jesus. So I wanted to dive into the main pillar that we really built Kavod on. It's one of our like main three words that we have, you know, on like our Instagram page and our website and stuff. And it's definitely the number one foundational piece that I teach any kind of staff that works there and just natural leaders in that in the gym is identity. And why I felt like this was so important and needed, especially on a leadership standpoint and being the leader, is you need to know what your identity is you need to know where you pull your identity from because whether you realize it or not good or bad you're going to lead from that and you're going to live from that you're going to react from that how you handle your your siblings your employees whoever you're around it's going to come through the lens of your identity and where you put that so um Owning a gym, running a gym, I've seen a lot of people, and even before the gym, but just the gym makes it more obvious. A lot of people put their, their identity and their worth in what they do, what they don't do, what they say, what they don't say, how much money they make, how much money they don't make, what other people think about them. People put a ton of their identity in that. 
or even down to the point of like, hey, how did I do in this workout? Like, how did I rank in the gym? Did I beat people? Was I at the bottom of the, the score? Was, was I high on the leaderboard? And I've kind of taught this as the situation has arised throughout the years with different people, but I wanted to teach it on a bigger spectrum of like, what is a worthy thing to have your identity in and what I believe your identity should be in. So I explained why I feel like it's important. Now I kind of want to dive into some stories in the Bible and kind of share Jesus' thought on your identity and how he sees you and how he views you and kind of how to, how to apply that, your identity and your worth into real life. How do you lead from there? And especially leaders, whether you're mom, dad, leading a sports team, business owner, whatever, it's really awesome to grab a hold of this concept for yourself because then you're able to lead your, your people who you're leading in it to help them figure out what their worth is in. So whenever they have high moments and low moments, it doesn't rock them to their core and make them question who they are. It'll, it'll elicit a different response or maybe for them to rise up and to meet a goal or meet an expectation, but to truly see the ebbs and flows of life as a, a challenge, like a, a goal, like getting better, or maybe I've missed the mark, so I'm gonna prepare better. And they see it as just a challenge and a new opportunity and not shaking them to their identity, shaking them to their core and making them question who they are and what they stand for. Um, so to start with this, I wanted to tell a few stories from the Bible and I can elaborate on scriptures and where I pulled this from in the comments or if you guys want to reach out to me, but just for the sake of not reading chapters on here, um, I'm going to kind of summarize. So one really cool example of a person in the Bible, King David, had his identity sealed in God through all of the ebbs and flows promotions, demotions, everything throughout his life. And to the point where like at the end of his life and throughout the rest of the Bible, and you'll hear it in sermons till this day, they reference Jesus as the son of David. Because Jesus came from the lineage, the bloodline of David, but they call him the son of David. So David's like, I guess you could say accolades and credentials. He was a shepherd as a young boy. He was anointed king. From there, he killed the giant Goliath. Everybody knows about David and Goliath. He became the musician, the leading musician for King Saul. And King Saul was the leading king of Israel at that time, the only king of Israel at that time. He became King Saul's armor bearer, which in a nutshell is like his right-hand man. So like when King Saul went into battle, David was there with his shield, with his weapons at his side. And then as David increased in his skill as a warrior, he became the warlord, like the leading chief over the entire nation of Israel. And then from there, King Saul got jealous, tried to kill David on a few different circumstances. David started to run all over Israel and eventually left the nation of Israel and, and lived with the enemy to avoid being killed. Eventually became king. And then while he was king, he did a lot of great things. And then right at the end... He had one of his soldiers killed because he committed adultery with his wife. And his son took over the throne. It was just a whole mess. But what's really cool in the, in the overall ending theme of that is no matter what David did or didn't do, how successful he was or how, how bad he failed having his friend, one of his good friends killed so that way he could have his wife, 
his identity never changed. God still saw him as his son, still saw him as a success and was, was happy with him and, and loved him and desired relationship with him. Sure, when he missed the mark, God disciplined him and taught him, but like it never removed his identity and never removed his role as a son. So I want to grab a hold of that as leaders and just as humans as a whole is like if you can grasp that what you do or don't do, what you say or don't do, how much money you make, what other people think about you, none of that makes up who you are. None of that makes up your identity. And if it does, it shouldn't. And you should reevaluate what you put your identity in. You should put your identity in how much God loves you. And I've got a few scriptures here. Um, two or three are in, two or three of them are in Galatians. There's a few in Romans. But God talks about that we're his sons. We're his sons and daughters and how we're no longer slave, but we're free and we're heirs, we're co-heirs, we're more than conquerors. So how God sees us and the view that he sees us, we need to strive to live from there and to understand that in his eyes, we are a success. No matter what we have done in our past, God sees us as his son or his daughter who he loves unconditionally and desires to spend time with us. He's not looking for us to do all the checklists, uh, uh, to be morally good, to have, you know, this right or wrong, I need to strive to do this. He just wants to spend time with us and to love on us. So the next, the next kind of example on a bigger stage of this is obviously Jesus came back to, to die for our sins, to forgive us so that way we could spend time with him and with, with God. And before Jesus has started his three years of ministry and before he died after that, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted. And Satan, who was absolutely trying to stop this from happening, um, two of the three temptations that Satan gave Jesus were, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become food. If you are the son of God, throw yourself off of this cliff and God will take care of you. We'll, we'll use the angels to pick you up so you don't your, your foot won't strike the ground. And the last one says, if you'll bow down to me, I will give you all these things. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. But basically, for Satan to try to undo the giant, the giant thing that Jesus was trying to accomplish in the mission, two of the three things that he was trying to tempt Jesus with, Jesus with was, if you are the son of God. He was trying to get him at his very core, at his identity, and make him question who he was. Because if we question who we are, it renders us powerless. Everything that happens to us in our life, we will react to and become reactive versus leading in. So if something goes bad in the business or you lose money or your child doesn't listen to you, and if you see yourself as a failure in that, you're then going to replicate that in the rest of your life. So what I want us to grab a hold of is what you accomplish doesn't define you, good or bad. If you accomplish some amazing things, that's awesome, but it doesn't make God or it shouldn't make anybody else love you anymore for doing certain things or for not doing them. So I have several employees that have worked with me for, I think we've been open for about six years now. And there's times where they'll sell packages or personal training or supplements and they'll obviously bring in money for themselves but also for me. And I'm always, I'm always careful 
to have the same level of excitement and enthusiasm and sincerity whenever they do something good and when they do something bad. Because I don't love them more because they're making me more money. And I don't love them less because I'm losing money if they do something wrong. I see them for who they are. Now, obviously, I would love to lead them so they constantly are bringing in more money. Like, that's awesome. But ultimately, I don't view them any differently. However, in this culture, it's really easy to adopt that mentality. Whether it's money-based, whether it's performance-based, I have a ton of people in the gym who weigh their happiness for the day on how well they do in this workout. Or if we have a, a max, like let's say we're doing a deadlift, their max hasn't went up, they question everything and they throw everything out the window that they've worked hard to achieve. And my goal is that you see the big picture and how God sees you and then the goals and the aspirations that you have are just that. They're goals and aspirations. And if you miss that mark, you reevaluate how to become better at it, but it doesn't, it doesn't crush you to your core. So I want you guys to think about what you place your identity in, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, and evaluate if that is something worth, that has weight, if, if that is something that you wanna put your identity into. I want you guys to think on, almost from the lens of if you're a parent, would you want your child to put their weight and their worth and their identity and if, and in a way their happiness in how much people like them, what their body appears to, how much body fat they have, what their body fat percentage is, how much weight they can lift, how much money they make, what kind of home they live in. So these, these easy, these things that define most people, I want you guys to self-reflect and see, like, how do you see yourself? What defines you? Who are you? Like, who are you? If you were to introduce yourself to somebody, who are you? Should be more than just your occupation. Should be just more than hobbies that you're interested in. It should be at your core, like, what you live by. And then I want you guys to think, like, when you, when you look yourself in the mirror, what is it that you see? Do you see your flaws? Do you see things that, sure, you'd like to change and work on? Or do you, do you see yourself for the things that you don't have or that you want to have? And then what determines success for you guys? What determines failure? So these are, I'll summarize about five questions. Who are you? What defines you? When you look at yourself, what do you see? What determines success for you and what determines failure for you? Answer these questions very honestly, especially for those of you that are in a leadership role. Answer these questions very honestly. Even if you don't like what you're feeling, just get them out and then see what needs to change. See what, what you like and maybe you put words to it and better clarify it. And then see things that you don't like and you want to shift them from your identity to maybe a goal or aspiration that you want or something that you want to change in your life. But to truly see how you view yourself and to know that it's going to govern how you live your life and how you lead. So identity is imperative. If you guys have any questions, like I said, some of the scripture, I'd be more than happy to send an email on where it is, just to kind of save some time and some rambling on here. And if you ever need help or a question or want some more info on this topic, please 
feel free to reach out to Travis at Kavod Fitness. And I'm excited for where this is going to go. Jeff's going to hop in on our next podcast and we're going to hit a different topic on kind of how to start leading this aspect of Kavod, how to start leading identity for, for the people that you have influence over, for the people, whether you're a parent, like I said before, a coach of a team or a, a business owner, how to start leading this aspect of identity and to help help te- teach people this. It's a really freeing concept. It's a very simple concept, but it's very hard to execute it. It's very hard to deal with it in the moment when you're frustrated or you're dealing with some of those things that you used to put your identity in. So stay tuned for the next podcast and reach out if you have any questions to Travis at Kavod Fitness and Kavod Leadership at gmail.com.